This is Breakfast with Karen and G. Bruise with me, baby. Saturday mornings on Northside FM 99.3. A little bit of feel that goes a long way. Transcend a holy makeup. I am capable. I am powerful. The day that I don't wake up and transcend a holy makeup. I am on my way to a different place. Nako Bear Medicine. For the people. He's out here up at Blues Fest at the moment. He was singing last night. We're going to have a chat. G and I are going to have a chat to him after 10 o'clock. He's definitely got a message, that one. <laughs> we sure are <enough>. miracles. <laughs> oh, you got to love it. Good morning. You're here with Karen, accentuating the positive on FM 99.3. And I've got Emily Chantiri with me in the studio. She's a best-selling author and a journalist. And we've been chatting about her books. She's just written a new book, actually, called The Voice of Intuition, Writing from the Heart. And this is quite different to the other books that you've written, which have been about money and empowering women. This is, uh, And also you self-published this one instead of going through a publisher. Why did you do that? And Well, to be honest, I really didn't want to have any other... I know this sounds silly, but I just didn't want to have the outside influences from or someone saying, no, it can't be done a certain way. I really... I waited so long to write this book and then yeah. when it finally came, I felt like I've got it and I just put it all down. And, and also I wanted to learn about self-publishing. It was very big and it gave... I had two, two dual sort of purposes for doing it that way. Yeah, it's really interesting because I know a lot of self-publishers and people that write from the heart and write what they want to write and, and then they go to publishers and publishers say, oh, no, too crazy, too out there, too whatever. You know, they've got a format which they think that people would want to read. But what's happened in this world of ours is that there have been so many people self-publishing and there is an audience out there and, and the publishers have been looking to they see that people want to read about this stuff. They want to read about intuition. Tell me about the book. What's inside the voice of intuition? How did you discover your voice? Well, it really... Um as I was mentioned earlier, it was a book I'd been wanting to write, but was waiting for it to all fall into play. And it actually started with a dream that really set the whole book rolling. I love that. Mm. And I had a very powerful message in a dream. Yeah. And that dream led me on. You know, I ended up traveling halfway around the world to find the answer. And so, literally, a journey. I did. I really did. <laughs> led me on a journey, like a literal journey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that was, and and through that, I found by trusting and thinking, this dream is a very powerful dream. What and was the dream? What, what was in the dream? Well, I am sitting in a church, mm. and I'll. I mean, I was raised Catholic, so you know, not not unusual. But I mean, I you know, I'm by no means a devout or yeah but but that's what was in the yeah yeah yeah. but uh, here I am I'm sitting in a church and a priest comes over to me and he hands me a bit of paper and he says to me you must take this message to the people right and so on it and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking I'm the only one in the church and I grab it and he's and I read the message the message says Stay myrtle, but I can't see the last word. Stay myrtle. Myrtle. I can't see. I don't know what that means. I'm just telling you, you know, in a dream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stay happy and contented and after 13 days, see what comes. So that's what the priest hands you in a dream. Yeah, he said, you must take it to the people. Stay myrtle, 
stay happy and contented and see what comes. That yeah, was what after was thirteen days. Yeah, after thirteen days. Wow. And how did you interpret that when you woke up? Well, I woke up and I thought, oh, this is a prophetic message. I just get a, a sense that this it's, it was very different from any other dream. I really, really felt. I was just, it was very different sensation. The fact that you remember it so clearly. Oh, it know, was powerful. Yeah, I think that the dreams that we really remember are the ones we're mm. supposed to pay attention to. Yeah. 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 And I couldn't read the word after. I was trying to get him, can you move your finger after Myrtle? Because I can't see what that meant. It had no relevance in my life. Right. But I would then meet someone two weeks later who would then set the whole ball rolling. I mean, I asked a lot of people, does Myrtle mean anything to you? Can you help me unravel this dream? Over the last two, that previous two weeks, I'd been asking people, I had this dream. And then I met someone who later would become um, a very good friend and now my partner. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, don't you love that? But yeah. 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 And, and so, yeah. Who was, um, when I told him and I learned that he was open to hearing about dreams, I said, look, I've had this wacky dream. And then he said, well, have you heard of Myrtle Beach? And I go, no, where's that? He goes, well, that's in the US, in South Carolina. He said, you need to go and look up what's there. And I said, well, I don't know what's there. I don't know anything about it. I've never heard of it. And so I was doing a Google search and everything. And when I later met him a few days later, I said, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, there is a very powerful spiritual centre there. Huh. Okay. And I said, that's that's where I must go. Okay, that's where I must go. Da, da, da. And it was a... So you bought a plane ticket and off I, you went to Myrtle. And it was the Maribaba spiritual retreat. It was the most amazing place I have ever visited in wow. terms of what opened up for me and I began writing and writing and, and getting everything that I'd been wanting to write and the book and everything that followed and being open to telling this story. Yeah, yeah. About following and listening to your intuition. Oh, fantastic, Emily. I love this story. So how long ago was that? That was now three years. Oh, yeah, three years. More three than three years, years ago. ago, yeah. So it's been bubbling away inside you for a while and uh, and when you eventually wrote the book, you said that it just came, it just bang on the page yeah so you know I call that channeling or listening to your intuition or whatever you want to call it but I love it when you just it's effortless so yeah. it was quite different than writing the other books uh yes um the savvy girls money money book was a very fun book for me to write and I really enjoyed that came very intuitively I loved that and so I had a similar experience but okay. this one was just a different topic and a different and it was also telling about my you know, being open and telling about my life and some of the things that happened. So it's your story it in here. It is, yeah. yeah. The print on the back's too small. I can't read it. I need stronger glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and does it help people Absolutely. open to yeah. their intuition? Yeah, it does. And I, I explain um, some of the best ways of and, and the difference between thoughts and intuition and some of those principles. Yeah. yeah. We'll have a bit of a chat about intuition. We'll play a couple of songs and a couple of ads because I think it's really good and helpful to actually talk about what intuition is because sometimes people think, is that just my thoughts or is that intuition? Is that guidance? So we'll talk more about that after this. I wish I knew how it would feel to be free. I wish I could bring all the chains holding me. And I wish I 